Hey everybody, this is Christian Cruz. This is episode three of my podcast. What's up everyone? Christian Cruz here. I want to talk to you today about uh, real estate, the concept of real estate. What does that term actually mean? I think most people think of it as like a house or a building or a piece of land. But in reality, it's it's a lot more than that. It encompasses so much more. It's a bundle of what we learned in, in, in law school was that it was a bundle of rights. If you think about it as a, a, a group of sticks, right? Like bound together. That's the image that they, that they give to us. So it's a bundle of sticks and you can take a, one of the sticks out and that stick is, let's say that's the right to possess the property, which is, Basically, when you're a tenant, you are you have that. You have the right of possession. Or maybe you have another stick that is the right of to mortgage the property. Okay. And so if you think about real estate not as one thing, you know, at one location, but as a group of rights that pertain to a, a piece of land, then see that there's a lot more value that you can't you don't see just by looking at a building or looking at a piece of land there's there's like take for example the the possession stick right the right to possess a property is the right to lease a property and so you trade that let's say if you're leasing out your property you're trading out your your possession stick your possession right to a tenant and the tenant is giving you money for it. They're paying you rent. And at the end of their tenancy, they'll give you back the stick. They'll give you back their possession, right? Same thing with a mortgage, right? If you give a mortgage to a, um, a bank, you're giving them a stick. You're giving them the right to for- over your property to foreclose if you don't pay them. That's a very valuable stick. People, banks will pay you tens, hundreds, millions of dollars for tens of thousands, millions of dollars for, for that, for that right. And so it's very valuable. The right to own a property is another one. The right to own a property. You can, if you own the property, you can benefit from the appreciation. You can benefit from taxes. You can benefit um, in lots of different ways. You get the right to change it however you want. And so that has, that's, has a lot of value. That's why houses are so expensive. And so the more of the sticks you accumulate, okay, the more ownership and rights you have over a piece of property, the more valuable what you have is. So for instance, I was um, telling a story about a property that we bought. It was a duplex that was built in the 70s in Palm Beach County. Now in this particular area, they had deed restricted this condo and all that whole neighborhood, they deed restricted it. So you can only build at max a duplex. And so they, you know, Palm Beach County is very, it's a, it's an expensive place to live. There's high rents, uh, large population and duplexes are very sought after and multifamily in general are very sought after. But this particular neighborhood wasn't, wasn't very expensive. And, and I, you know, I was looking around at, and I realized what happened was that in this neighborhood, 
there was this deed restriction, but after the deed restriction went away, the, the um, town came by and they, the, the county came by and they raised the density. So you weren't limited to two units per, uh, per lot there. I looked at it and I said, well, I can buy a piece of property, a duplex, and I can put three more units on it. So I can have a fiveplex. Now, a fiveplex in Palm Beach County in South Florida is a very, very, very valuable thing because the rents are very high and the cap rates are very low. So if you do the math, um, you can have a very valuable piece of property. If you, if you just saw those sticks, right? And so I saw that and uh, we actually wound up buying it for, for a very good price. And that was, it was about the, the price that they were going for at the time, uh, a little bit lower. Uh, but I realized that we, we had a really, really great opportunity. And so we wound up selling the property a few months later, we fixed it up and we sold it and we sold it. There was the highest sale in, in that neighborhood ever. And, um, I was really proud of that. And, and I th- part of the reason is because I think people really, you know, we, we really pushed that, um, out. We advertised that the fact that it's, it could be, um, the density was much greater than what was on the property and it had a lot more potential for adding doors, um, and, and increasing the value and increasing the rent. So, um, that's a way that, you know, you can, when you, when you look at real estate and you just, if you just, Think of it not as just you know buy buy low sell high, but change the use, change the change the density, change some of those sticks, uh, change some of those right. If you get them back, so what essentially what happened in this case was when the when the condo owners first deed restricted the property, they gave away some of the rights. Right when they deed restricted back in the seventies, they said, "Okay, county or okay whoever, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up my right to build more than a duplex on my lot." So by restrict de restricting their property and giving away that right, they 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 kind of kept their um, their values in check, their prices in check. But when when um, it wound up when that restriction went away, it expired after like thirty years. That restriction went away, and then the county bumped up the density. What happened? They essentially got those rights back. Right, they got all those rights to build whatever they wanted. They got they got the right to build up to five units um, on that property, and that because they had more rights, that increased the value of the property, and and that's what created um, that's how we were able to to make a, a nice profit on that on that uh, property. So my point is that you know. When you look at when you look at real estate, don't think of it as just one, you know, one house or one, you know, lot or whatever. There's a lot more to it. You know, you got to look at the planning. You got to go to the planning office and see what's there. Especially, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a single family neighborhood and everything's the same and it's always been the same, then there's not really a lot a lot of um, creative things you can do there. You can't be that unconventional. But when you go into an area that's maybe a little bit older. And the, you know, in, in our case, it was the, it was, a, it was in the County. It was an unincorporated, the property was located in unincorporated Palm Beach County. So it didn't have a city overlay. So the city, there was a, it was just the County ordinances, not the city ordinances, which helps us out because 
that's one less municipal body that's overlooking and putting laws and putting restrictions in place. So because it was with the county, you know, there was um, there was a lot more leeway with what you could do. And <clears throat> you can find little gems like that. You know, if you start researching, you start looking and I'm going to I'm going to keep talking about this and I'm going to start uh, putting out some um, some handbooks and some ways, you know, some um, some literature on how to go about doing this. But there are there are ways where that you can look at little you know, certain sources of properties and figure out based on the geography where the value is. You know, where there's an opportunity for you to add density or there's an opportunity for you to change the use in a way that's going to maximize the, um, the, the value of the property. I mean, that's basically what you do when you're, when you're appraising, right? So if you're, you're appraising the property, you're looking at the property as, well, what's the best use if it was vacant, right? And that changes from time to time. So it could be, you know, one day it could be best, highest and best use of a, of a piece of property it could be a single family home. And then a few years later, it could be a commercial building, you know, or, or industrial building or something. So that changes from time to time. And so that change, every time there's a change, is an opportunity for, to make money. Um, there's an opportunity for, to make money because you're, you know, if it changes, somebody's giving something up and somebody's gaining something. And so if you're, if you're able to see who's winning and who's losing, you can, you can invest, um, hopefully on the side of the winner, the guy, the guy making the money or the, the entity that's, that's benefiting from it and, um, and invest in real estate, not just as like a flipper or a wholesaler that's just based, based on the owner's equity, but you're looking at it in, in other terms and other light. You're looking at it from, you know, well, from a rental perspective, or you're looking at it from a, um, a use perspective, like you change the use or you change the density or a zoning perspective, right? When you start getting into, um, I mean, I geek out on this stuff because I, I like, you know, I love finding, you know, just different ways to, um, to try to make money on, on real estate. If, you know, there's lots of people flipping houses and there's lots of people wholesaling houses, but when you find little niches like this, then there's, you know, it becomes wide open and it becomes a lot easier because nobody else is doing it. Nobody else knows. Uh, and that makes it really fun. <clears throat> all right. So that's all for me. Y'all have a good night. Bye.